Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Football Friday edition of the program. Merely Bo in the Great Z. How you living, buddy? I'm good, man. Friday, we're going to have a nice weekend. The sun is out, and then we got Monday Night Football, the... You know, it on one hand, it would have been really great if the Buccaneers had come through and, and won that game last night. We did night. everything we could. We did everything we could. Drinks, we we and that's the point. On the other hand, it's nice to know that we are just so danged hot. Like here, if I touch you right now, I don't I might, want to. I don't. I might burn your, I might burn my burn my finger. You're we're too hot. We said Baltimore too hot in the hot tub. So hot. <gasps> We tried to use the Old power of our reverse jinx. That's okay. That's I enjoyed it. So good. We tried to use the power of our reverse jinx the Thursday night, but like right now we're just too red hot. It's, it's two too weeks good. in a row where we've said too much. We yeah. told you exactly what was going to happen, and then it happened as if we had a crystal ball. So yeah. we tried. I mean, at the end of the show yesterday, good job out of us. At the end of the show yesterday, we literally are praising all things that have anything to do with Baltimore. Yeah, under our breath, everything that we could do to try to reverse jinx them, and instead. Not. No, and they lose. Tom's personal life is taking a turn. Yeah. In rough I, 24 hours. He sure was, yeah. Um, I was listening to Simmons and uh, the Cuz earlier this week, and, uh, and Simmons was saying that it was – that the, the the word on the street was that the, the, the divorce had been done already, that it was just – Clearly, is when it, it when it was released, but that the divorce had already happened. Um, obviously, we have no business being in his business no. on any of that. So you release the statement, and that's the end of it. From that standpoint, people taking victory laps about it is so strange to me. I don't understand why. Yeah, I I don't either. He does seem like a guy who would like a do over, like in the last year. Like it's just yeah. every for somebody who was who's you know his image, his everything was so cultivated with him and has been for. A long time, but it felt like when he got out from under the Patriots' yoke, he was able to really do everything that he wanted to do. If you think about, even at the end of the Patriots, like we ain't going nowhere, like him and Gronk, like he was doing that stuff towards the end yeah. of New England. Um, so you started to get a little bit more of his personality. But then with the Bucks, he really got to be, I think, everything that kind of he wanted to be or true to himself or whatever. But you go back to the combine, and at that time he was retired. And it was kind of a big deal. Like, they make a big deal about his retirement. He was yeah. retired. And as soon as we were, we were there for 15 minutes, it was like, oh, he's not retiring. Yeah. He's going to try and sign with the 49ers. Now, what That's we what didn't yeah. realize was this Dolphins. Miami collusion that was going on. Sure. And then you wonder, like, if he had signed there, like, is the the ripple effect of that, of the marriage, you know, all does that save his personal life? Like, the whole thing is crazy it's in wild. retrospect. He really should have retired he was never more likable than the first year with Tampa, doing yeah. all those videos. Gronk comes back. They win the Super Bowl together. Yeah. You have the epic boat parade where he is wasted, tossing the trophy around. Yeah. He's never been more seemingly human, likable, relatable. He should have walked away right there. And if he does, it's great. And now it feels like, did he overstay his welcome? He can still play at a high level. He's still good. He's like, still it really wasn't good. wasn't on him yesterday. No, like but it's that just would have been – I think that that was I think that was his peak. How many guys though, you know, there aren't that many that get to do that. Like Elway But he did had that. the chance he had yes, the chance. He had the Elway chance. Yeah. Um it's interesting like Manning did that, but he wasn't Manning wasn't great when he won the Super Bowl, but I think when people remember 
when they when they look when they think back on the fact that his last game was a Super Bowl win, I don't know that people connect the dots that actually that was when his arm was falling off. He like, won with like his mind, right? People weren't weren't, re- and he wasn't even really. He was pretty bad that last year in Denver, really bad. At one point, Brock, Brock Osweiler, Osweiler took him to yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, and then he came in and saved the day, and they don't win the Super Bowl with Osweiler, clearly. Obviously. But um, Manning was able to, I don't know, if, you know, give the shoulder rest, whatever. I think most people, when they think of Manning winning in Denver, they think that he was like what he was the first couple of years in Denver, and he really wasn't. So that's there's very few that get to walk out that way. Most have this awkward dance at the end, and the NFL's littered with Emmett Smith and the Cardinals and um, these like Johnny Unitas playing for the, the Chargers and – Joe Namath playing for the Rams. Like, those things happened. Favre had the one year with the Vikings where he took him to the NFC Championship game through the pick. But then the next year he came back and was dreadful. Dreadful. So it's – it just – when it, it feels like when it ends, it ends. Brady's not dreadful. That's the one no. thing. Like, he's definitely not. No. Not at all. It just – you just wonder, like, if he had that decision over again, what would he do if he was confronted with that? I was reading something our good friend Jimmy Traniaset was saying – about just kind of the media coverage and how people are kind of like pumped that a guy who's won seven championships that his like personal life is in disarray. I mean, it makes people feel yeah. like, all right, he doesn't have everything. Not everything's going good. He also made the point that like the criticisms of Russell Westbrook right now seem so mean and personal for a guy that has been, his teammates have always liked him. He seemed to be a relatively good Westbrook guy. Westbrook or Wilson? Russ. Westbrook. Not Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell yeah. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that he, that guy and people are... You mentioned him and then Simmons. Now, Ben Simmons has done a lot of strange things, I think, that yeah. have added to it. But, like, Russell Westbrook is just, for a while, was a triple-double machine. Mm-hmm. And is everybody likes him that he plays or with. Everybody, yeah, I think that the— That's what's so weird that people are just killing that guy. I think what's happened is is what, what we all want, or I think what most want, is they want— I think when you look back on, on Westbrook— that you look back and you say, this is a guy, there was always this whisper that this was a guy who, who stat chased, that that was his primary focus. And I think what we, what I think the general public wants and why you're seeing that negativity towards Westbrook is he's clearly not the same player and hasn't been for no. a while. And yet he is unwilling to change. He is just he's a only going though, to be, I think. but he's unwilling to say like, I can't shoot. I can't, I really suck offensively. And yet I'm going to continue to shoot from from all over the perimeter sure over and over and over again and we sure. want them to be like okay let's how else can i help you know that's the thing and that's a hard thing that's a tough thing for a lot of these yeah. guys to do i think you know i think it's one of those things you wait on lebron on lebron like one of the most amazing things to me and i was dead wrong about this i really thought at one point in the last five to eight years of his career lebron would have developed a low post game a mid post game an ability to post people up and play with his back to the basket he's completely unwilling people wanted that from like no i know but like you i thought at some point he would the athleticism would start to fade and he would develop this other part of his game you remember kobe and jordan the end of their careers was they lived in the mid post with guys on their back and spinning off of it passing out of it lebron is going to play point it's hilarious to me. People list him as a small forward. He is a point guard. He's going to play point. He's going to face up. He's going to have that one step move, and he's going to rock and hit threes, or he's going to go to the rim. Like he hasn't changed at all. At some point, I assume he's going to have to. He can't always be supreme athletically. Anthony Roundabout Davis has changed. He can't make. Well, he sucks. Anymore. Is what's happened to him. Yeah, he got soft. We want these guys. We want Jordan to go out with the crossover win against Utah and walk away. 
And the reality is that most of these guys, this is what defines them, and they don't have another gear. They don't have a thought of doing anything else, and that's the reality of it. Okay. I'm going to hand you my phone. I want you to look at what I'm about to show you, and I want just your reaction to it. I want, number one, who sent this to us and who is thinking of purchasing that for themselves? Honestly, if he does that, I'm never going to meet him. I don't want to meet him if he does that. That's my, that's my statement on that. That's diamond. I don't. Eh. Eh. He's a grown man. If you lost your mind, that's incentive. Tell him what I said. If he if he buys that, I don't want to know him. I'm out. And just to remind him, lose my number. Show every day from one to three. Yeah, he's always texting at this at this hour. Yeah, yeah. This is always come in. Big big. No, not in that. No way. No way. Banned. Lifetime ban. A lifetime ban. What are you doing? <laughs> this is my response. <laughs> what is he doing? Like, what are your thoughts? Would make me question everything about huh? him. Are you nuts? Happens. Um, Baltimore moves to five <laughs> and three. Uh, with We've got to win. Sucks. Well, it got easier for us because Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks. We found this out yesterday afternoon. Um, he will obviously miss the game on Monday night with a lingering hip injury. Uh, I was talking to Ben Baby about this, who covers the Bengals Such at ESPN. Name. Fantastic name, fantastic human. Chase apparently has been dealing with this and playing through Since it the last the couple game. of weeks. He's only Saints got for game. 130 and two in both. Yeah, and it, it still doesn't seem like it slowed him. So this is just a matter of they need to shut it down now for the long-term impact. But who knows? Um, he was last week completely unguardable yeah and this is everything that led me to feel not great about this one much of it was tied in the fact that they have jamar chase who is i think he's a top five weapon offensive weapon non-quarterback in the league i think that's fair i think that's fair and so now he's out the explosiveness of their offense takes a huge step back higgins and boyd are fantastic but you can't replace somebody like this this is for sure this is last year with the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill. And he's never missed a game. No. This is the first time that they will have played without him. So how that impacts them. Here's the other thing. And I actually talked with uh, Coach Stefanski about this earlier today. I do. I, one of the things I like to do is I go and I look through like the, you know, the, the snap counts or whatever, offense, defense. Yeah. This is a team that unlike so far that is the most it does this more than any team that I've made these boards for so far this year they play who they play mm -hmm. period yep like they play who they play they had 57 offensive snaps a week ago Jamar Chase played 56 Tyler Boyd played 55 T Higgins yep. played 49 they had a couple other receivers who played like the most was four snaps Mike Thomas who now is going to fill in for Jamar Chase but Mike Thomas is the fourth leading wide receiver on their team he has two catches for 38 yards on the season yeah, they don't. They're like Madden. They play their dudes. Yeah, <laughs> they're not rotating. We're not rotating. We're not getting These into packages. No, that's it. Yeah. These guys are going out. They don't play with two tight ends. They had fifty-seven snaps. Remember, I said that Hayden Hurst plays forty. The second tight end played seventeen. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. And then defensively, it's basically the same as well. Sam Hubbard plays about every snap. Trey Hendrickson plays about every snap. B.J. Hill plays about every snap. And then they move some other guys around at the other nose tackle position, but. Their secondary, both corners, both safeties played every snap. Their two main linebackers and their nickel corner play basically mm -hmm. every snap. It's a it's a unique thing. So for a team that's playing 
98% 11 personnel for a team that's throwing the ball out of the shotgun 88% of the time and 83% of those are straight dropbacks. Like, they're not going to change. So you're basically, no. you're going to get the same offense, except it goes from Jamar Chase to Michael D. Thomas, who in his career, and he's in his seventh season, his career has 30 catches, 366 yards, and one touchdown. They got Stanley Morgan, five catches, 29 yards in his career. Trent Taylor, but he's a slot, 5'8", guy used to be with the Niners. But he, they're not going to play him. It's wild. Like, this is a wild. I think it's like us losing Nick Chubb. But at least we have Kareem and I understand they have really good receivers. It might even be bigger. It's like us losing Amari. And I think he's, I'm telling you, like, well, you don't need me to tell you this. I mean, you just watch him. Like, what hit the fear of him that other teams have for Chase is so extreme. And the fact that he's able to produce despite it and all of the efforts that other teams do around him. I mean, he is the, he is off the roof, off the top. With that dude, he's a lightning bolt when he catches it in space trying to tackle him, and now they don't have it. It's a yep. critical loss for them. Um, the Amari one might be fine for us because it's you know we don't this have year. that type of yeah right. We don't have that type of you know the depth that they have uh, at receiver. The other two are really good. Boyd's awesome. Higgins is awesome. It's just Chase is on another level, and so the ability to beat them jumps up a notch with no him doubt. out. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. I was trying to see if it's been affected yet in the line. So far, it doesn't look like it. Wasn't it three yesterday? They were favored by three? Three and a half. Okay, so it moved a half point. It's three today. So. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he's like, the thing is, it, it like the first player that you would take off of our team that would affect us the most would be Miles. That'd be the first person. For yeah. them, it would be Joe Burrow. Yeah. Second for them would be chase and then probably second for us would be it'd probably be nick chubb yeah even though we still have competent backups yeah it's it's the combination of things it would be like if we didn't have kareem and we lost nick like we love Ernest, but it's a sure. different type of player entirely sure. and and so that's a that's a big deal i i can't believe the way that he performed last week because you never would have known it known it he ran away from people over and over again in that game um, against Atlanta. Um, the Ravens did get the win last night, 27-22 to 22, over the Bucks. Uh, Justin Tucker, who hit the game winner, I mean, it was merely 30 yards. He probably could have kicked it left-footed, um, was on the plane, and uh, they had a little bit of fun at Russell Wilson's expense. Let's have a listen. Talk to us a little bit, Jay Tuck. I mean, what do you, what do you want to know? What, what are we doing on the plane ride back home? I heard I heard Lamar's leading us in high knees, Ravens flock, let's fly. Oh, <laughs> Unlimited! Oh, but we got to play him. We respect him. Yes, yes. We like him. Yes. All right. Ravens fly. Ravens flock. Let's, let's fly. fly. Lamar's, Lamar's doing high knees. knees. I love it. Jeez. But, do you see? Do you see Russ yesterday? He's impervious to uh, jet lag. No, because he's flown so much. He's impervious to it. Doesn't affect him at all. That's what he says. Yeah. Okay. Every press conference. Look, dude. You can be a you can be a weirdo when you win. That you can be all the weirdo you want to be. Like, is it possible that just because he was in Seattle for so long, nobody realized? Well, you like, can tell such those guys outpit, don't like outpost. him that Well, much. no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. But it's such an outpost that they just don't get the coverage on a daily basis. That Maybe, but notice. I mean, they were, it's the NFL. It's the yeah. biggest sport, and he was a quarterback for a perennial Super Bowl team. I just think it's so far, it's so far to get out there for, like, people on this coast, like people that are running the talking head shows and the debate shows, that maybe, maybe we all missed it. 
I don't know if people out there missed it or not, but every time he talks, it certainly is strange. Uh, there is no game for us on Sunday. We will wait till Monday. So while we will have the scores and some of the other things, we will have over-unders and those things to look forward to on Monday's program. Yes, Mr. Zagar. Also, just a quick bit of news for the Browns. They have signed long snapper Charlie Hewlett to a four-year extension go. with the largest signing bonus ever for a long snapper, 865000 the largest guarantee and largest overall value for a long snapper in NFL history. So congrats. One of my favorite Charlie things Hewlett. to do at camp was watch Charlie put the ball in that automatic yeah. snapper over and over and That's over. That's right. And Sit over on a medicine ball. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. It's a good job. A good man and thorough. Uh, we'll go around the league, uh, get you set for uh, what should be a fun weekend in the National Football League. Uh, it is a matchup day, our offense versus their defense and vice versa. You'll hear from both coordinators on the program. And, of course, the scores, as it is a Football Friday edition, we're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for pet parents uh. worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. <laughs> if you're a grown man wearing a dog tag, you do not have access to my Buckeye picks. You're not getting it. It's not happening. Just a rule. By the way, just a rule. He I tried have. to play it off like he was. What about the chain? No, the video that was sent was even like. It, does this look like somebody who's trying to accentuate the chain to you? No, <laughs> does that look like they're showing you the no, chain. No, they're not. He's trying to bail, and he's, <laughs> he's then, all, then acknowledges he already has one. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's better than that. He's a better man than that. More thorough. <laughs> With the uh, with the Bucks loss last night, the winner of the Panthers and Falcons will now be in first place in the NFC South. Uh, this buoys my oh, Falcons. This buoys my point from uh, yesterday in terms of I, I do think that there's a chance that there could be a lot of trades between now and Tuesday by NFL standards, not by baseball standards or by sometimes NBA standards. Sure, but I think there will be. It's usually pretty quiet. Yeah. deadline it's already been pretty noisy McCaffrey and Quinn among others Robinson um, but I think you could see a few teams talking themselves into being contenders based on just the fact that there isn't anybody running away with anything I mean Philly is beyond that I don't know does anybody fully believe in Dallas or Minnesota in the NFC and, I do and is Philly actually running away based on what the rest of their division looks like? I like them getting Robert Quinn furthermore in terms of who they've played right not I mean, many. Philly, not much. It's not a whole lot there. They're not tested. Um, no. Um, then again, if we were well, all three of those teams, by, by the way, if we were seven and zero, like we could oh be, my God. people You'd would be, be like, "Who have we played?" I'd be doing this shirt. I'd be doing this show shirtless with a dog tag. I'd be wearing that dog. I'd tag. be wearing it, walking yeah, around with a giant yeah. bone on my chest. If we were seven and zero, we'd be so chesty. That's right. Um, not sadly. No. Um, but I was thinking of, on the NFC teams. Can you really see, imagine Jalen Hurts? Dak, Kirk Cousins, ho hoisting the Lombardi? It's hard for me to wrap my head around that I that's can. a possibility. I can, because I feel like the Eagles, like people would have said that about Russ. Early Russ never got like the respect, but they had a great defense. Dude, this is a guy. Jalen Hurts who, when, is a winner, when, I feel when, like. Well, he was. When Jalen Hurts left Alabama, they thought he was going to have to play corner yeah, or safety. 
He did one year at Oklahoma, quarterback finishing school under yep. Lincoln Riley. Yep. Gets sorted out. Yep. But even there, dude, they played. People thought they were nuts taking him in the second round. Yeah. It, well, I'm going to tell With you Carson Wentz. Didn't they take him like right after they had won the Super Bowl or close to it? Yeah, shortly. All right. This is the – what would it have been? So this would have been the 2021. I like him. I like – listen, A.J. Brown, right. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, that's a darn good trio. You got a monster offensive line. No, I like him too. They have a ton of talent. But this this speaks to the point that I think why most people were very skeptical about Hurts being a pro quarterback. They played in the national semifinal when he was at Oklahoma. Okay. They played that LSU juggernaut. The score at halftime of that game 35 nothing. Was Oklahoma 14, hmm. LSU 49. 49. Well, I had the margin. At half. How about you did, that? You did have the margin. 49 to 14 at half. Hurts in that game was 15 to 31, 217 and a pick. Not great. So it's really it was it's a remarkable thing what he has done and also speaks to Nick Sirianni and the fact that the position they're putting him in on a on a weekly basis. There's a lot to like about that team. They got a lot better with mm. Robert Quinn. But beyond that, I mean, we've seen this incarnation of, of Minnesota it feels like for a while and it feels like there's a ceiling on it. And Dallas, you know, that we still haven't seen them with Dak at his best. So I think you're going to see – I think you can see a lot of people thinking they're still in this thing in the NFC. Totally. It's not as overwhelming as it's in the AFC with the Bills and the Chiefs. Correct. Uh, speaking of uh, the AFC, a team that we thought would be a contender, and we've spoken of him earlier, was Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett saying Russell Wilson will start on Sunday in London By the for way, Jacks- against that, Jacksonville. That game's on ESPN Plus Yep. Sunday morning. So only? From what I can gather, yes. I'm still trying to – I think if you have the NFL um, – Some sort of package. The NFL Plus or something along those lines, you can watch it there. Yeah. But I, I feel like the average fan will not be able to watch it. Well, if yeah, if you have the ESP, – the ESPN Plus is a pretty good deal too. I mean, you get all the insider stuff. Correct. You get the um, – I've got you get, yeah. you get basically every college basketball or college football game – that is broadcast. Like I can watch Montana state stuff with ESPN plus yep. every week. Uh, you also can do the bundle with Disney plus and yeah, Hulu. Of course, and that's, so that's yeah, like, sure. Sure. sure there's sure. a quite a bit of value in that one. How do you guys approach the, the, uh, the London games? I like it when we're on the road. Cause it gives us something to like have on in the booth before the games. Cause it, yeah. it is a long time until the game actually kicks off. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like going to, where I would wake up to watch the Open Championship, sure. I'm not going to wake up to watch this it, game. If it's close in the fourth quarter. I'll put it I'm on. Home. I'll have fan- Who's in it? Denver and Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah. I just traded away Travis Etienne. I have no interest in this game. I, I honestly oftentimes forget that they're even on. Yeah. Until the Vikings like one was good. I'm like, oh, oh I forgot. See, there's a game. That was when we were in Atlanta, Atlanta right? So. That was Atlanta. Yeah. Vikings-Saints. That was a good game. That was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's hard no. to believe that like yeah. you grew up that way with the NFL at 9 a.m. Ten and one, baby. Yeah, ten and, then, and one. Yeah, and I then was eleven and five twenty. It was great. Oh my god, it was the best. I loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Fantastic. Mountain does a good job of the two with eleven. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to start. Eleven and two. Uh, you get both of those, so it'll be it'll be Russ and that one. Uh, the World Series starts tonight. I did I'm you gonna, even know? No, I didn't until this morning. One of my one of my little dudes who's on the show with me, he's a big baseball guy, and he's like. 
I said, well, it's Saturday. I'm going to watch. I was going through, like, my plan, my college football Saturday plan of the games I'm going to watch. And I said, I'm going to watch. There's, these two will be fun in prime time, a lot of points scored. And he goes, well, and if they're not, you can flip it over and watch the World Series. I said, come again. So they're playing. Can I guess who's in it? Please. I think. <laughs> well, you have a pretty good deal. You were, you were following the guards as they made their run. Right. So I think I have it then because – then the Yankees got swept by the Astros. Yep. Good job. Okay, and then on the other side, Bryce I'm Harper, Phillies. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. But I couldn't tell you who the Phillies even beat. Padres? Yep, because they knocked off the Dodgers, who won 111 games. and were So it's Phillies, Astros. So, so there hasn't been one good series. Barn burner coming here. Other, than, other than our series with the Yankees, there has not been one good series. Who's the, who's the favorite? Beats me, man. Give it. You tell me. Probably the Astros well, would be my hunch. I, I would so they're good the even without stealing signs. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they won close to 100 games. I said that not even remotely emphatically. I mean, the Phillies were third in their own division, were they yeah, not? Astros went 106 and 56. Oh, yeah. They're a squad then. And the Phillies went 87 and 75. Jeez. Yeah. Both the Mets and the Braves were ahead of them in their own division. Yeah. But it was like the Phillies, like the 16. So they were the last the wild Tigers. card team? The Phillies were the last wild card team. Yeah, because they knocked off my Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, wild, absolutely wild stuff. Um, so they're playing. Are, are you guys aware of this? They're playing tonight and tomorrow. They're skipping Sunday. Then yeah, they're going. They yeah. Then they're going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Skipping mm -hmm. Thursday. Then they're going Friday, Saturday. If it goes seven. So they're they're one day off. And then they're playing three straight days. We're going to take on college football. Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, <laughs> I don't you're think not. you will. I'll be interested. There's not, the only thing that will save them is there's not – the college football Saturday night is Michigan State at Michigan. Awful. There's Ole Miss at A&M. And uh, there's one more SEC game that's kind of fun. But that it's not great. When the Big Ten put together this week, they were thinking this was going to be a home run. This was this – Ohio is, State, uh, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. Like, this is a big weekend. Yeah, so Here's what they did. They Big Ten had this is Fox's grandmaster plan. So what Fox did, Fox's plan with this, with Big Noon and all of it is, we want you to stay on Fox all day. So they've got Ohio State, Penn State at noon. They've got a three thirty game on Fox. It might be Oklahoma State, K State, which are both ranked. So they will go Ohio State, Penn State, and Oklahoma State, K State into that game their thinking is you stay on fox from noon all the way through. all day long the, the flaw in that the fly in that ointment is i don't think any of those fans are the same sure. no one's going to sit there other than a sport bar and just leave it on all day all day yeah oklahoma state kansas state's at 330 yeah but ohio state is a 15 point i thought it was 18 it was 15 and a half is it now 15 15 so it's come down a little bit penn state has covered against them uh, most more often than not, under James Franklin, Michigan's a twenty-three point favorite Saturday night. They should be. Michigan yeah. State's trash. Yeah. Um, here's a cra couple crazy things about the Buckeyes and Nittany Lions. This is um, this is the last hostile environment Ohio State will play in until the fourth week next year at Notre Dame. So they go at Penn State tomorrow. Yeah. Then they go at Northwestern, which will be a home game. Then they go. Indiana at home, yeah, and then they go to Maryland, which will be a split environment at best for Maryland. More likely than not, more Buckeyes than Terps. Then they'll play at home against Michigan, Big Ten Championship. They'll play. They'll either. They're very likely to be the one overall one seed 
in which case they'll play in the Fiesta Bowl, which their Ohio State fans crush the Fiesta Bowl, it's and it's game. split the rest of the way. So even in a national championship game, which is in, I believe, L.A. this year, that's a split allegiance situation no matter Ohio State will outdraw anybody. They will not play a hostile environment. It's this one, next year, end of September at Notre Dame, that's it. And they haven't, they haven't played in one hostile environment this year. They went to Michigan State. There's a ton that's of guys there. Yeah. Is it true the uh, the reporting, or was it somebody just making something up that Harbaugh was told if he loses to Michigan State, he's getting bought out? No, no, no I don't. They're think undefeated. So. Yeah, they're undefeated. They're in fourth. <laughs> That's what I thought. Is that from Pendant Boy? <laughs> no, somebody sent it on one of our group chats. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. It didn't it, make sense to me. No, they were, they were because I remember when I guessed no, he the top team. Beat Ohio teams. State last yeah. year. They're ranked fourth in the country. In the country. He was in the college football playoff. Yeah. Now he's not going to lose to them. He he'll beat them. And I think he'll beat them bad because they suck. National championship game, January 9th, SoFi. Yeah. So that's the way that that thing will go is you'll play New Year's Eve night. So they're going to – the 15-and-a-half-point favorite. The, the final four, the first game of the final four is in is New Year's Eve night? In Tempe, yeah. Why do they do that? It's awful. We're going to be in Maryland. I think they were trying to – they don't want to go up against the NFL. The NFL is Sunday, right? No, no, no. It's New Year's Eve. I know. Yeah, the night of New Year's Eve. New Year's Day is is Sunday, right? Yes, yeah. we're so, in Washington. Correct. So the college football didn't want to go head-to-head with the NFL on New Year's Day, this is so they went New Year's Eve before. instead. And I think it's a huge mistake to do it um, because you do not – I know Friday's not a big night, but at that point in time of the year, couldn't they have Friday night all to themselves? That would have been far smarter than going New Year's Eve. Or even Thursday night because isn't that – is that our last game or it's our second-to-last game? Are there Thursday night games that late in the season? Stand by. Week 16? Yeah. If, if they're going to do Saturday on New Year's Eve, then they got to – I would play the the second game at like 7 o'clock. Or even – Play them like in the afternoon yeah. and at 7. Like even when 12 I was, and 4. In 2014, I'm, when, when I was there down in New Orleans, that was on New Year's Eve. I'm almost certain. And it was like the game – that was on Fox at that time, I think. Or maybe it was ESPN. I can't remember. It was already ESPN. It was ESPN. But like that was an 8-whatever kick. It's like twelve thirty, but you get out of there. It's like people you, the bottles have popped, and yeah, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, last Thursday night game is Thursday, December 29th, week yes. seventeen. So that is that week then. But they could have had Friday all to themselves. Yeah, yeah, they could have Friday night, or they could have done the other option would have been Monday. Is there a College Monday nighter? Football's just allergic to Friday night. They simply will not put. Yeah, but isn't high school over then? Yeah, high school is long over. They don't ever want to. They don't ever want to go against high school. Yeah. Well, um, that's fine. But, but it's not, that time no of year, school. yeah, there's no high school. There's just no point in having people not watching the game. We're going to be at New Year's parties. Correct. Like, yeah. Maybe they feel people just throw them on the background of every New Year's Eve party. But maybe. I mean, so but what? like, yeah, it's, that's not what you want. You want an attentive audience, and you're not going to get it. Why don't they New do just like or do twelve and four? I think I think you could you could split the split the you know thread the needle a little bit one to five yeah something yeah. like that one to five or two and six i mean that yeah. gives you kind of both yeah to where you're wrapping up the problem is anybody who's like at a new year's eve party with dinner and stuff you're in the middle of all of that. totally it's, it's, it's ridiculous absurd yeah it's all right i'll be in a bar watching it i'll we'll be in dc for new year's did eve. you guys have what your reservations locked in yeah for where you're eating i would oh I would no hope. we don't yeah i would get those i don't need to go anywhere fancy i'm not saying i'm just saying like you want to have a meal uh, well, no, you're, but you like your your McDonald's on Christmas. Do you yes. run that back on New Year's Eve too? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I'll find a hole in the wall. We'll we'll find somewhere to go New Year's Eve, and 
I can't believe that last year I had Christmas Eve in a hotel conference room. You're and, welcome, uh, by the way. I set that up and then of course didn't you did. go. It's very nice. <laughs> and then we have we'll have uh, New Year's Eve this year. And I'd Merlin's. much rather have New Year's Eve away than I mean Christmas Eve is the, that was that's pretty brutal. New yeah. Year's Eve was uh, our last New Year's Eve. We were in Pittsburgh. Uh, the year we won one game, we won Christmas Eve. That was here against the Chargers. And then we went on the road to Pittsburgh. Um, I think that's right. Yes. Yes. It is yeah. Right. But we had New Year's Eve, and we were in Pittsburgh. And I was like, well, this is great. I drove in in the morning. It's like 10 o'clock in, at night, and I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm that's not enough. With this. I'm not done. I don't even want it. Like, I haven't made the ball drop in years. I'm dead tired. Like, I'm, I'm oh, I always chance. make the ball drop. I love it. It's great fun. Yeah. Well, you don't have with, three little humans who get up with, at 530 no matter what. Why don't yeah, you go no, hang out with two chains not. and yeah. you, know, yeah, you guys just, can celebrate the ball drop together. Two chains. Imagine him. He's going for a Mr. T look. Layer him up. Pity the fool. Why doesn't he layer him up? Maybe go know. three he at said once. That it is, he said that he's, it's deleted from uh, consideration. I would hope. I would say. Can't wait to see what the next purchase is. Yeah. Elk and elk. When you're on the injured list, they can help get you Back in the game, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. It is a matchup day. Our offense versus the Bengals defense coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll be part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Now let's head to the podium. Our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt. About that Bengals uh, pass rush. The pass rush? Yeah. Um, relentless, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, you know, the motor that they play with, it's an intensity we'll have to match and exceed. Um, you know, um, both of the ends are hard-charging, uh, high-motor guys that play to the end of the whistle. So, um, you know, we, we're aware of that, and we expect to uh, be able to play match that intensity. The prospect of being without David Njoku in this game and who knows for maybe a little bit longer too, but just your approach to heading into it without him and Pharaoh and what you're going to do. Yeah, there. it just gives guys opportunities to step up. You know, uh, we've been in these positions before as, as a coaching staff. you got to find ways to get your best players on the field. Um, you know, unfortunately, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Dave was playing at a really high level, so somebody will have to fill some big shoes if they step up for Dave. How much, like, schematically do you think would change if you don't have those two guys, right? So you'd just be down to Harrison and then maybe some practice squad guys or Michael even. Do you think you would have to go more two backs or more three wides? Uh, we'll see. We'll see who makes it to the game. But, uh, I mean, we're definitely ready for, for whatever scenarios unfold later in the week. Um, you know, we feel good about uh, the guys that are available, um, regardless of who it is. It may look a little different than it has in the past uh, if, if those guys can't make it. But... We still have confidence in the guys that we'll put out there, and we'll have scheme available for for the for the people, the personnel that we put on the field. An off season, and really this part of the regular season, developing a guy like Harrison. Does a game like Monday, if he has that increased role of the tight end one, give you an ability to maybe showcase that kind of work that you've been doing with him on the side? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a, it gives him an opportunity to you know to go out and like you said, showcase his abilities. Um, you know, the last time he played an extensive role oh, it was in 2020 as a rookie down at Cincinnati and really came out and had a really good game. Um, 
oftentimes he's not the the number one target in the tight end room just because of uh, you know the guys that have been in that room before him but uh, he will be the top guy if those other two don't make it to the game on Sunday um, excited for him he works as hard as anybody uh, really uh, smart guy on the football field has great instincts and awareness catches the ball well and gives you everything he's got in the run game so you know, hopefully he'll uh, he'll step up to the challenge that was a good defensive Friday play last week and I know you guys had a, a couple of breakdowns and and Jacoby managed to wiggle himself out of a mm-hmm. couple precarious situations. Was it just, was it just that? Were they were they making good plays? Were they running good stuff at you guys up front? Yeah, that's a good good front. I mean, we had a lot of respect for him. We uh, protected well uh, for the most part. We had a, we had a few breakdowns here and there, um, but you know, Jacoby does a great job. We got to be better in the pocket with the ball. Uh, you know, we can't put two on the ground. Obviously, that's an area we've addressed, and he understands that. But um, he's made a, a handful of plays for us already this year where he has. Uh, dodged a bullet in the pocket and gotten out and scrambled for positive yards. So just continue what he's doing with the more emphasis on just ball security in the pocket. On that one, I know Campbell made a nice play on that, but is that a... That's a hard one. Um, You're going to tell him as a quarterback coach that you don't want him to put that ball on the ground, but at the same time, he's winding up to start his throwing motion to a wide-open receiver that, you know, so it's it's that fine line. But um, ultimately, ball security is is what we strive for. Was there something downfield for you guys on that play? Yes, there was. But that's that's football, and this is a game of inches, and that was just one inch in the other way, and as we convert there on third down, and we're moving again. So, Donovan, in his couple of years here, has kind of had a tendency to make big plays against the Bengals. Um, but just for him as a receiver in general, it seems like no matter how many targets he's gotten, he's always a guy who can make an explosive play like that. Just how difficult is that for, especially a younger receiver, to kind of keep that mentality? Yeah, I, I mean, he is playing at a high level for us right now. Every time we've asked him to step up and make a play, he makes it. Uh, multiple, multiple contested catches on the season. Um, over the course of his young career here, he's caught multiple down, balls down the field. He tracks it extremely well. Um, he's made big plays against Cincinnati. We're going to need him to step up this week. Jed, um, did you notice? It looked like I mean, he gave up some pressures and some sacks. Did you notice anything that he was doing or that he didn't do Sunday that he had been doing? You know, not just Jed. I think we all just have to step up and play at a, at a higher level. It wasn't just Jed. Jed probably didn't have his best game. If you look back, and you can ask him, but um, we all need to, to, to hunker down. Um, you know, we do some really good things at times. And then we get in these lulls. We got to avoid those lulls. We had a couple three and outs, um, you know, in the middle of some good offensive football, trying to find ways to, you know, to, to get out of those those little funk uh, in the course of the game where we're going three and out, three and out, and then we had a, a four and out with the strip sack fumble. So that's what we're trying to avoid: more consistency um, at moving the ball down the field and putting it in the end zone when we hit the red zone. Yeah, on Amari, you know, sometimes that gets called, sometimes it doesn't. What what do you say to him after that? Yeah, maybe it gets called early in the season if that's a playoff game, and it's not going to get called. I mean, it's just it's just what whatever they see at the time. Um, it's gone both ways multiple times. I've been on the good end. I've been on the bad end. Um, you know, I'm not going to ever place judgment on those the referees. They they're doing what they see, so we just got to live with that call. All right, there you have it. Our offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. Now that we meet our offense in the matchup versus their defense, Doctor Z with more. So this is a it's a good defense we talked about. They are top ten in scoring defense. They're number yep. eleven in total defense. So it's a good defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's not like it's littered with stars. No, they just play really well together. It's kind of interesting. The only guy who's even been to a Pro Bowl that is will be active for them is is Trey Hendrickson, and he went last mm-hmm. year. 
But nobody at the second level has been a pro bowler. Nobody on the back end has been a pro bowler. They're just all solid pros. And so you got Trey Hendrickson, who leads the team with three and a half sacks. You got Sam Hubbard on the other end. He's got two and a half sacks, six tackles for losses. Uh, he's got 25 pressures. You got B.J. Hill in the middle, who they brought over last year, uh, who's got two and a half sacks, third on the team. And so this is a team that, like I said, there isn't anything that really jumps out at you. But they're just really, really solid. Mike Hilton is an excellent nickelback who can yeah. blitz. You got Logan Wilson, who's got he's seven interceptions. He's yesterday, so he's good. Most since uh, 2020 among all linebackers. Last year led the team in tackles and interceptions. You got Jermaine Pratt, who is on pace for 121 tackles this season, a guy that we liked a lot of converted safety, who's averaging 90 tackles the last two years. And then you go to the back end. Shadobi Awuzie uh, is pro football focuses number 22 corner. Von Bell's got four turnovers forced already this year, three picks and a forced fumble. He's having a great season. Jesse Bates is a guy that's always considered, you know, a perennial elite type player, even though he's never played in a Pro Bowl. And then Eli Apple is probably their weakest link uh, on their team on defense, and he's a former first round pick out of Ohio State. So it's not a lot of, you know, huge, huge names. The guy that they are without right now is DJ Reader, who's an elite defensive tackle. But they just know how to play. They know how to get it done. And so far, it's a team that has not allowed a touchdown in the second half of games. The only team that hasn't allowed one this year. They don't have, to your point, they don't have a lot of stars, but they don't have any weak links either. There's no. nothing glaring no. that you go, oh, we can feast here. They're not good here. Like, everything's good. Hendrickson's great, but everything else is good. And they've got some reclamation projects on there. You mentioned Apple. I wasn't sure if Von Bell would be able to continue to be playing at a decent level. He's played at a high level for him. Uh, they have a couple of former Buckeyes in that secondary. Uh, Logan Wilson is a guy we loved out of Wyoming. I feel like we were in the linebacker world at that time. I remember talking yeah, we, about Yeah, and we liked Jermaine Pratt, too, yeah. the year before. Yeah, we used those. I remember hearing those names you know, in the combine as we were kind of talking with Dan yeah. about who to select and who he liked. I remember him having high things about Logan Wilson. He's been spectacular. So they're really, really sound in terms of what we have to do better offensively. Let me just put it to you this way. I'm curious your answer on this. If we perform the way that we played against Baltimore Sunday, do we beat this Bengals team? It, 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 take the turnover out of it? Yeah. I mean, if we're that efficient running the ball, clean, throwing it, like, it's clean. Take, because to me, minus the, the one turnover – that's us at our best. Yeah. You'd also want to go. We had kind of those that lull right in the middle of the game as well where you had the back-to-back -back yeah. three and outs, and, and so you'd want to avoid that. But, no, yeah, this is a team that I, I definitely think we can do that. Now, they're very tough. They've been a good pass defense. Last 11 games, 58% completions, 14 touchdowns, 13 picks. They've held quarterbacks under 100 quarterback rating in 10 of their last 11 games. In fact, Marcus Mariota snapped the streak last week but wasn't in an impressive fashion. They're interesting. They don't really do anything a lot in terms of their coverage schemes. They're in the middle of the pack. They're league average in cover one, cover two, cover three, man one, cover two, cover three, uh, right in the middle of the pack, maybe a little bit more quarters and, and cover six, 13%. Cover six is half the field uh, is cover three. The other half of the field or half the field's quarters. I'm sorry. The other half of the field's cover two. Um, they Cover zero blitz, 6.4% of the time, so that's seventh in the league, so they'll do that once out every 16 plays, mm -hmm. which is a high number. we got to be ready for that. But their blitz percentage overall, right in the middle of the league, they play uh, the most six most dime, 17.6%. They're in nickel or dime 80% of the time, um, so they're playing that sub-package, like I said. 
it's a 4-3 defense. It's exactly what we're used to. It's really a 4-2-5 defense is what it is uh, with Pratt and Wilson. And then they play Mike Hilton in that slot. And then Eli Apple and Shadobia Wuzier outside Von Bell and Jesse Bates the safeties. And they'll bring Von Bell down. We've had their number, though. We put a 41 on them. Uh, in the game last year that was the, the regular season game, we put up over 30 on them on that two, Thursday night game early in the 20, uh, 2020 season. So we've had our way. And then we had the furious comeback, obviously, week 7 to 2020. Who would ever forget that Magical, game? Yeah. Magical, Donovan Peoples-Jones with the touchdown late from Baker Mayfield. So we've done well against them. I don't know if styles make the fights, but, yeah, this is a game I think that if we play efficiently, we can. Now, here's the thing. Who's going to step up? David Bell plays a lot. Mm-hmm. and has seven catches for 75 yards on the season. Yeah. And he runs a lot of routes. Mm-hmm. Mike Woods, I know, has had a good week of practice. I feel like maybe we need to see him get in the mix a little bit. And then Harrison Bryant, you know, it's likely we won't have David Njoku. We're not ruling him out yet, but it's likely we won't. You know, his best game ever, four catches, 56 yards, two touchdowns, was that week seven against Cincy in 2020. We're going to need them. We're, we need somebody else to step up. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones have both been very good. Peoples-Jones has you know, 50 yards receiving in four straight. Um, he, of course, had that, as we mentioned, that magical touchdown against the Bengals. He scored both times in Cincinnati on big, big t- t- touchdowns last year. He had a 60-yarder. I don't know. They're solid, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of pros. Their rookies don't play much at all. I mean, this it's all kind of veterans the only rookie who actually plays a lot is their third round pick Zach Carter out of Florida uh he's got he started for reader at a career high five tackles last week but Cam Taylor Britt their second rounder has not played much although he made his debut last week against Atlanta I uh, had three tackles but they're all on special teams um Dax Hill their first rounder out of Michigan's only played 25 snaps on defense all season yeah we were talking about that off air I think it's a little bit of a Kyle Hamilton thing there where the coverage stuff is problematic at this point but he also played a lot last night he did yeah um they um he was also kind of insurance for Bates. yeah so they can take a little bit more of a longer play with him as this season goes along um go ahead you got a quick one yeah quick practice updates for the browns practicing today Clowney, cooper batonio on bikes garrett and conklin not on the field denzel ward greedy williams with illness jeremiah wusu koromoa still with the knee wyatt teller pharaoh brown david najoku and as you mentioned earlier correctly, Logan Wilson back at practice today after participating fully yesterday. He will be able to go against the Browns. OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can depend on OBM. They can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or ohiobusinessmachines.com. We'll flip it. We'll do our defense versus a Bengals offense that does not have Jamar Chase on Monday night. What does that mean for the matchup? We get to all of that coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. It can tackle any size office. The number is 216-485-2000 or ohiobusinessmachines.com. And now we continue with the matchups, our defense versus the Bengals offense. Here's our defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. You said he was pissed that Chase isn't playing. I, my guess is your reaction was a little different when you heard the news. You know, I'm, you know for them, it was a surprise. Obviously, I heard it yesterday. Um, he's a big playmaker for them. You know, it's a big part of their offense. Uh, I know they have other good players, so they're going to do what they do, but it's the NFL. Their numbers have been up, you know, yeah. exponentially over the last couple of weeks. What, yeah. what have you seen different out of them in watching their film? They have a lot of playmakers that are really good after the catch. The running back's playing well. Um, you know, he's running with the power. Um, they just they just have playmakers all over the place, and they're they're doing a nice job. You guys didn't win last week, but it appeared the defense played well. Uh, do you think you guys played well? Is there stuff from that game you can carry forward? Just execution. I think we had a tight menu. Uh, they're hard to deal with, Baltimore. Uh, there's this play after play. They have a big menu of plays. You don't know what you're going to get, so we try to keep our menu tight. Uh, it wasn't perfect. But I felt the guys had comp- had confidence in the plan and they executed. Uh, we just fell short on a, a few third downs. MJ talked about getting picked on, you know, by other teams. I think we've talked about it with you. But yeah. do you see him getting better? And then what areas does he still need to get to show improvement? In? Yeah, he's going to get better with experience because there's different things that are going to happen to him every game. So once he gets through all that, which is going to take some time, then he'll be more accustomed to what people are trying to do to him. But it's total welcome to the NFL. He's going to get the targets. And Jeremiah to come back, you know, after a game where he played fewer snaps and looked, you know, great for lack of a better word against the Ravens and shadowing Lamar, just his performance and, and what you thought of it. Yeah, he's he helps us when we play teams like that that have a lot of speed on the field. Um, we try to put him in position to deal with Lamar at times. Uh, but that's his strength. You know, we'll see where he's at this week. Uh, I know it's going to be day-to-day for him, but when you have all those playmakers and they spread you out, you want guys like JOK on the field. Is Deion ready to take over at middle linebacker? He is. I mean, there's not a lot of options, <laughs> but he is. Um, you know, he's a veteran that's played a lot, he's played at a high level. I think part of him was just learning our system and our terminology. Um, you know, he's communicating to guys in the huddle. We have a couple different ways to do it. But he is confident. I feel like he's more comfortable this week with the system, so he'll be out there. Call the plays. He may. He may. I have a couple different options. We're working both in practice. I knew you had 90 and 95 out there last week, which always helps. Um, were you happy with the way you guys brought pressure? And, and you, you dialed us some other things. You brought like JOK off of Miles' hip a couple times. Yeah. Um, is that just? The evolution of a season, like you getting more comfortable with those guys in those kinds of spots? Um, defensively from our system, yes. Uh, there's things that we want to do, but we kind of pull back a little bit, and we're trying to add things in a little bit at a time just to make sure guys can execute at a high level. But I always want to bring our playmakers, you know, some Miles, Clowney, um, JOK, Sione, some secondary blitzes. Um, and the more comfortable they get, the more I'll be able to do it. Talking about Cincinnati's obviously put a lot more emphasis on throwing the ball and, and everything, but how much can you not under, you know, 
undervalue what they can do running the ball with Mixon. Actually, you know, you're exactly right. Um, the last two games, as you said, they're going to more shotgun. Um, there was more empty the last two games, but they might come out and run it 40 times. Like, so we're trying to prepare for everything, and we try to do that every week. So um, with our experience playing against them, um, I think we have a good feel of what they're capable of doing, but we're trying to mix in a little bit of everything this week. What kind of challenge is it with Burrow, the fact that he gets it out of his hands so fast sometimes, but also he can hang on to it and extend plays and then throw deep? Yeah, you know, we want to be in tight coverage if he's getting rid of it quickly. And if he holds on to it, um, we definitely want to try to affect him, you know, with pressure. But that's why, you know, he's playing at such a high level now. <laughs> you know, you'll know based on the route, based on pressures, you can't hit him. Um, so you got to try to mix in a little bit of coverage, try to make him hold it. But uh, he can scramble. You see him have some big runs. But he, he's playing really good. It's going to be hard to deal with. saying today that he doesn't necessarily think it changes much for them to have Jamar out because they've got so many good receivers. So, I mean, can you kind of address that a little bit? Just... Yeah, I definitely don't think uh, systematically they're going to change. And again, we've played them without. Uh, Jamar out there. So they're just going to run their offense. You know, they may try to target some of their other receivers more, but I don't think offensively they're going to change what they do. And do you think that Denzel will probably still be out? It, it's really day to day, you know, so just have to see what the medical staff says. Yeah, and on that on Denzel, just because I, I know that we're, this is a little bit of a different concussion process even than what we had pre-Tua. Sure. So that's changed a little bit. Um, I, and not that we would get – wouldn't we just – wouldn't it just be he's back? Like you're not going to get updates of where he is in the protocol. It would just be Well, he's you would back, know right? if he was able to, right, start ramping up football activities and things like that. Yeah, so he but would show no, up on the field. It, it feels like they're more optimistic about Farrell Brown who just went into it this week than Denzel. Yeah. Um, speaking of former Buckeye defensive backs, this from down in Cincinnati, Eli Apple currently on the rehab field, says Kelsey Conway. He's addressed for practice in uniform, but at the start of practice, he's rehabbing. He popped up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Uh, she tweets, I already thought the Bengals would start Cam Taylor Britt, but this is newsworthy. She thought Cam Taylor Britt was going to start over him? Regardless, because of the, because of, must have been because of injury. She uh, covers the Bengals for the Inquirer. So Cam Taylor Britt, as I mentioned, made his debut last week for them uh that was his debut second round pick for them uh out of nebraska and he played 28 defensive snaps a week ago obviously that was his season high three tackles uh, in terms of being targeted in coverage he was targeted one time gave up a catch of nine yards that was it so he made his debut as we said they drafted him early so they like him and then he would step in now eli apple played every single snap last week yeah so I don't know. I don't know what that means there. All right. Uh, in terms of the matchup, the Browns' defense versus a Bengal offense that will not have Jamar Chase coming off of was last weekend our best defensive showing of the year. It really seemed like that. Yeah, you certainly could make that case. And and for the Bengals, you know, this is a team that can score a lot over thirty the last two weeks. They are averaging uh, since week three twenty seven point two points a game, sixth most in the league. They've got Joe Burrow since week three. He's 71%, 312 yards a game, 12 touchdowns, one pick. 
They've got Higgins, 31 catches, 455 yards. That's 14.7, two touchdowns. Boyd, who has four career touchdowns against the Browns in 2,000-yard seasons of his own, uh, 29 catches, 455, 15.7 yards a carry for him with three touchdowns. So they can do it. Boyd's already got two touchdowns of more than 40 yards this year. Higgins has one. Um, Mixon, they're giving him the ball a lot, 148 touches, second most among all running backs, 587 total yards, 17th, though. He's averaging four yards a touch, which is the second worst in the NFL, 3.3 yards per rush, which is a career low. He has no 100-yard games on the ground, only two games of greater than 65 yards rushing uh, for him. Now, historically against the Browns, he's been pretty good, 125 total yards and .75 touchdowns a game in eight career starts. They're good. You, you got to try to get to them. They allowed 13 sacks the first two weeks. They've only allowed 12 in the last five games, which is still a lot. But relatively speaking, compared to 13-2, and two, uh, the Browns sacked him five times last year. But what's wild about our team is you got Miles with six, and then everybody else who is not on IR, because Jacob Phillips has two, he's on our Clowney one and a half. MJ Emerson, Elliott, Brian each have one, so that's four and a half. And then J.J., Ronnie, and Togia each have half. That's six. So you've got six from Garrett. You have six and a half from everybody else and two from Jacob Phillips, who's on IR. Somebody, we have got to step up in a major way with our pass rush. It has just not been not been what you needed. Burrow, no surprise when he's kept clean, 73% completions, eight yards in attempt, 106 rating. Pressure, it's worse, but he's still got a quarterback rating of 90. He's been elite against the Blitz, 121 rating against the Blitz. There he is. There he is. Was it what? Me? Hart? I love you too, man. No, same. I love That's you too, Brad yeah. Mel. What a human being. What a human. This is a good offense. I don't know, though, because they haven't prepared for it. In the game earlier this year that you didn't have T. Higgins, remember against Baltimore he was quote-unquote active but he didn't end up actually playing in the game, which fantasy owners of T. Higgins were thrilled with. Yep. And he got knocked out of early in the season with a concussion. So Mike Thomas got the start in that one game. Mike D. Thomas out of Southern Miss, six-round pick back in 2016 of the Rams. Uh, but he's got eight targets, two catches, 38 yards on the season. I mean, that's it. Last year he had five for 52 in the whole season with the Bengals. This is not somebody who's going to step in and, and give you a whole heck of a lot. He obviously can get down the field a little bit, the 19 yards of catch there, but this offense is going to look completely different without Jamar Chase, and it's nothing that they ever They've never have had to, had to deal with. Because he's, right. he's never missed a game, so yeah. there's no, you know, there's nothing you can draw upon. I don't know what they're going to look like. So much of, you know, so much is made about Burrow and the amount of sacks he takes, and he takes a lot. Yep. A lot of that much of it is due to it feels like he's waiting another half second for Chase to either clear or get deep. Like, do they go away from that without Chase, and is it all quick hitters? What does that look like? Burrow's more than capable to, of doing that, too. Um, we have they seen do Burrow, a lot of that, though. We, we've seen yeah. Burrow without Chase going back to his rookie year here, and he was sensational. So we know what he can do. He's he's great, so that's, that's not going to be an issue. It's just going to be a different approach, I think, than what, what we've seen – with Jamar Chase the last year and a half. Yeah, no doubt. And so when you look at it this year, and this is one of the things that they certainly have been doing, Joe Burrow's average time to throw this season is 2.47 seconds. That is sixth quickest in the NFL. Brady's one, Davis Mills two, Aaron Rodgers three, Cooper Rush four, Garoppolo five, Burrow six. So he does get the ball out of his hands quite a bit. 
and that is some that's how they're making up in some ways for the state of their line right now uh he's getting the ball out under two and a half seconds on 58 percent of his dropbacks which is actually the third highest rate in the league 58.4 so and in the quick game 71 percent completions 11 touchdowns two picks when he holds on to it a little bit more that's where the sacks obviously happen but he also is able to make some big plays in that type of a, a framework. The completion percentage goes down, but eight yards in attempt, quarterback rating of 90. So you want to make him hold it. you got to yeah. play tight coverage on the outside. And I think now without the threat of Chase, Higgins is going to – he can make vertical plays, and we saw it against Miami where he got yeah. behind the defense back. But for the most part, he makes contested vertical plays as opposed to just running by you like Chase can. Correct. So we yeah. shouldn't be as afraid of them running right by us and having them throw it over our heads. I mean, T's – from a style of place, very much similar to like Donovan Peoples Jones. Like he's a body guy. He's bigger, and I mean he's good at the very yes. high level. But you understand yes. Yes. where I'm going for. Similar. It. He's not shot out of stylistically. A cannon. Stylistically similar. He's yeah. not shot out of a cannon like the way Jamar Chase is. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right, we'll get to the scores here in about 15 minutes or so. Much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams, friends. They can do it for you in about a day. Transform that current Mm -hmm. bathroom into a spa-like situation. Let the Bath Authority make it real for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions. If you need them, they got them. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. Mm-hmm. Now time to hear from some of the principals who will be entertaining us on Monday Night Football between the Browns and the Bengals. Here's Greg Newsom on his reaction to not being able to face Jamar Chase on Monday. Oh, I was pissed, uh, for sure. Yeah, I definitely was looking forward to that matchup. Um, but you know, hopefully it gets well soon. But, yeah, I was definitely mad. Competitor. Love it. Jay Newsome, competitor. Let's yeah, he's go. a competitor. MJ Emerson is a competitor. I love both of those guys. And, yeah, he was bummed. I know for a fact he wanted Jamar Chase, you know, with Denzel looking unlikely to play. He said, I want, give me number one. Yep. Kind of like MJ said, give me 81 in that game against the Chargers. And it would make sense. I think MJ matches up pretty well with T. Higgins with his yeah, size. Been, so I think that would have been a good matchup for the Browns to try and work that there. Yeah, he was bummed. Remember, Jamar Chase in the offseason kind of disparaged the Browns' corners a little bit, mm-hmm. even though they did a good job against him last year. Jamar Chase, 13 targets, 6 catches, 49 yards. The pick 6 came on a pass intended for him as well. And then Tyler Boyd was kind of like, man, come on, these guys are they're good. What yeah. are you doing here? And Jamar Chase is like, no, not having it. So I know that it meant a lot. Greg was with us last night um, at the coaches' show at the Paninis in Brunswick, and and great turnout. It was awesome to see him. But yeah, he, you could tell he he wanted that because 
You know, he's it's interesting. He's given up less than 20 yards in coverage in five of the last six games. He hasn't been targeted much. Ravens didn't throw his way at all. And when you play the Bengals, you know, one of the things he's excited about, like even without Jamar, they're going to throw the ball. Yes, at they are. And they'll spread it around. They're they going to throw the ball. So yeah. he's excited to get that work. But I think he wanted an opportunity to, to kind of – I think he looked at it as a chance to make a statement for himself that, yeah, I can hang with, I can hang with these guys. I can hang with the elite in the game. It's, there's, there's a reason they say, like, corner is like an island – right that's two part number one you're out there it's you versus man if you're in man coverage but the other thing is is you can run around and not see anybody for a long time too yep and not have much to do yep um and that's something that and that's means you're great in a lot of instances and perhaps, respect yeah yeah it really is they just have not thrown his way much amari cooper uh, was also asked on the Bengals losing jamar chase and the impact it has on their offense here's amari i don't think it changes much for them i mean i was uh i mean i think all those guys had like 100 yards last week you know so um they probably consider their receivers like 1A, 1B, 1C. So I don't think it changes much for them. The problem is they don't have a 1D, a 2A, no. 3A, 4A. And so that one is where it becomes. Like, he's going, he's just answering it to answer. Well, of course. He's like, why are you asking me? I play receiver. Me receiver. I haven't watched want, any of their offensive tape. I've watched me? their defensive tape. Right. What do you yeah. want from me? I don't think Not appropriate. Yeah. Uh, MJ Emerson uh, on the thoughts of Joe Hayden, who's retiring as a Brown this weekend, being honored on Monday night. Growing up in Florida, um, I was a Florida Gators fan, so I've seen a lot of his college tape. And, yeah, he's a big influence. You know, um, me playing cornerback and Joe Hayden, he's a great player. So, yeah, a lot of people didn't really know that, but, yeah, I look up to Joe Hayden. Oh, that's very cool, the synergy of that. He's wearing 23. Thing. Yeah. So hopefully he makes a play in 23 while we honor Joe Hayden on Monday night. That would be awesome. Yeah, it really would be. Um, I, I was unaware of this. Emerson's first ever college start came against LSU and Joe Burrow. So a little bit of a homecoming there, yep. too. Here's MJ on that. I played, That was my first start of my college career, but I played pretty good. I remember they came in. It was 6-0. Oh, um, we played a good first half, but second half they kind of took off. But he played a good, good game. Yeah, Jamar Chase had like 33 yards. Cam Densler did pretty good, but uh, Justin Jefferson, he was the problem back then. Still is. But, yeah. I just was. I was curious about that game. Uh, Mississippi yeah. State when it came into the game three and three. LSU was six and zero. Oh. Yeah. Um, he he is right. It was. 22 to 7 at half. It was just three zip after one. Cade York with the uh, first nine points of that game for the Bayou Bengals. Uh, chart, uh, Chase did get a touchdown in the second period of that one, second quarter rather of that one. But yes, it was a pretty. I mean, this was when Burrow started to. In this, at this point, they were already ranked second in the country at LSU. They were undefeated, and then these type of season, these type of games became pretty commonplace for Burrow. He was twenty-five of thirty-two, three twenty-seven, four scores, no yeah. picks. Yeah, uh, in the game. And that's on the low side, actually. It was in in all in all metrics. It was on the low side for him. Jefferson eight catches, eighty-nine. Uh, Jace had five for forty-eight, and the I mean, score. They held both of those guys around ten yards a catch. Yeah. Yeah, it's Racy McMath, who I don't even know who that guy is. Three catches, 76. Uh, Derek Dillon had a 37-yard touchdown. So, so that means they had It had to be like the second group in. That means they had on the outside Dantzler, who plays for the Vikings now. That's yeah. what he referenced, Cam Dantzler, and they had MJ Emerson at Mississippi State. They did, I mean, so they must have did a pretty good job against those top two. Guess who was the leading tackler for uh, LSU that day? For LSU? Grant Delpit. Yep. Jacob, Jacob Phillips would have been close, yeah. Yep. Patrick Queen. Yeah. <laughs> They're loaded. 
It's funny. A lot of times you'll hear like Buckeye people talk about 2019, and 2019 was. I mean, they had three Heisman finalists, so it's nothing to shake a stick at with with J.K. and Fields and uh, Chase Young. And they, you say, boy, you know, all those things happen. This LSU team may have been just an all timer, though. Uh, I mean, it might just go down as you know, like one of those Miami teams. I was you look U, back on the it, U team. So, holy those cow! U, yeah. Like, you know, it's that, just it's just possible that nobody can. That way, why is all their stuff? What happened? Usurpers. Usurpers come in here in the evening and they screw everything up. It's awful. Be sure to stop by the free Twisted Thanks. Tea tailgate pregame party prior to every home game. Twisted Tea tailgate located on the west side of First Energy Stadium combines the atmosphere of a beer garden with live music, food and drink options, along with areas for socializing. Twisted Tea tailgate opens four hours prior to kick and is open to fans with a ticket to the game. Coming up next, a little segment we like to refer to as the scores. Please do pay attention. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Cleveland Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners is offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of October. Be entered in four VIP Browns tickets to an upcoming home game. Just mention promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. Time for the scores. Hello, Gibby. Welcome to week eight. Zagura? Yes. Give us the nitty-gritty. Nine and five for both of us last week. I had the Bengals right, and that was one of our splits. You had the Giants right over the Jags in one of our splits. You had Vegas over Houston correct in one of our splits. And then on Monday night, I got the Bears. Bears. And that's how we end up there. Nine and five apiece. What a time to be alive. 38 games over 500 combined for the two of us. 24-14, loving life, feeling good. And actually, we've already won on Thursday night. Put your hands together. Let us hear it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen. Now that our helmets are off. Let them know how you feel. (laughs) No. Bathing in victories. I mean, it's really what we do. It's like being in a breakfast club when he gives this. (laughs) That's great. Just random walking Did, across the football field. Does he win? Does he win the day? I don't know. It feels like he, so. He's got detention forever. Like that's yeah, not going to change. That doesn't he's feel like be there a win. Every Saturday, I guess he got to make out with Molly Ringwald. Is that the win? Feels overrated, honestly. Honestly, I agree. I mean, he's locked into he's locked into Saturdays yeah. for the rest of the year. If not an expulsion coming soon, I think. Well, no, right. By the like way, if you're if you're path. the principal, don't aren't you like? I don't want to spend every Saturday with this kid. Why yeah. does he want to be there all the time? Yeah, just Maybe. kick him out of school, man. Right. Yeah, Feels like that's it. where we're going. Living that's where we're headed. Yeah. Come on. Week eight in the National Football League, and away we go. Sunday morning, nine thirty a.m. Jacksonville. They are the home team, playing host to Russell Wilson and the Denver. Broncos. The Broncos two and five. Jacksonville two and five. Denver's lost four in a row. Jacksonville has lost four in a row. Zagura, away we go on week eight. I don't get jet lag. Broncos country. Let's ride.
Ravens flock. Let's fly. He has a gate. Dude, high knees. High knees. He doesn't get jet lagged. No, he's impervious. He's there's often deuce either. Apparently, it today. only twice a week. Twice a week. It's his needs the padding. The padding. <laughs> That's what he said. His words, not mine. I know. It's insane. It's the most crazy thing ever. Insane. What are you taking? Broncos country. Denver. 20. Jags a billion. Hate them. Jags. Bishop? <laughs> this is like, this This is a princess bride. I cannot choose this team, and therefore I must choose that team. But then I cannot choose that team because I must choose this team. Both these teams suck, and I don't understand why. Um Come on, man. Can it really go uh, – can it continue to go this bad? Broncos, nine. Jaguars, six. Wow. Ugh. I hate that. Gross. Gross. It's gross it's game. Not, it's not the, that's not the tone setter you need Listen, for Sunday. No, it's not. By the way, like, I, w- I really was optimistic about the Jaguars this year. I mean, they yeah, go they to the Chargers. Slump them. Smoked them. 38-10. Yeah, you think well, – Maybe it, there's something – Keep it going a little bit. No. And then – like this, the Broncos situation is baffling. It's awful. Baffling. All right, guys, up next, a, I feel like this should be a 4 o'clock game, but it's a 1 o'clock game. Arizona traveling east, but not all the way east, to the Midwest. What's the Midwest? No idea. But it's Minnesota. I don't have a problem with your statement at all, Gibby. Thank you. Vikings, 5 and Midwest one, is too big of a portion of this It's just the Cardinals. mid. It's the Mideast. Well, the Mideast is uh, something that's never talked about. We are in the Mideast. We're not Midwest. We're in the Eastern time zone. They call it the Midwest. Correct. It's outrageous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, yeah. it's the Mideast. Yeah, it's the Mid- Mideast. They have it wrong. Off, yeah. I don't the Midwest know. would be like the I, Dakotas, right? If you're it's like, got to stop cut it up on in the like, Dakota-Montana line, and then it's got to go east of Colorado, because like, that's the west. Right, that, that is the, the west. west. Right. If you are a state that the Rocky Mountains go through, west. Yes. That's the rule. Other Everything side, else. The, the basins off of that, right? Yeah. That's Midwest. And then it transitions into Mideast, Mid-East. at some point, yes. which is where we are. Correct. And then the East. And then like the we east. are in the Eastern time zone. There's, there is an Eastern, a Central, and a Western. That's correct. Not to mention Mountain. That's right. I just feel like there's, this game should be a four. There's no way we're in the Midwest. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Vikings, Neither does that. By a billion. Off the buy. Woo! Uh-huh. Vikings, 78. Oh, my God. It's DeAndre Hopkins. What's growing on oh, your head? no. That is crazy hair, brother, but it's good enough. Oh, God. Minnesota, 31. Arizona, 28. Oh, no. Didn't you start out with Minnesota with 70? And then yeah. you transitioned to 31? You said Minnesota, 70. Not Arizona, the door. 67. <laughs> and then it came back to 31, 28. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 70, 67. All right. The battle for NFC South supremacy, one o'clock. Carolina, two and five. Atlanta, three and four. Falcons hosting the Panthers. Zagura. Panthers coming off of a big, big win. They found their yeah. franchise quarterback, oh, and did. he's one of the guys they didn't trade a first round pick for, a second round pick for, a third nope. round pick for. PJ Walker, smooth talker. Falcons. Baker just doing anything to help the team. Running the scout team, team this week. Love it. Many Love years. to see it. Falcons five. Panthers zero. Same. No way. The perfect storm of Carolina playing Brady, McCaffrey traded, Wilkes, all of it. You get up once for that. The and once. then you revert back to who you, who you are. are. Yeah. Yes. Falcons. So next one, 
FYI, um, been a change since we typed up this rundown. It's gone to 10. Mm-mm-mm. Chicago, 3-4 and four on the season, fresh off a big Monday night win over New England. Traveling to the Big D, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. No Zeke. Await Bishop. Yeah, um, similarly to the Panthers, I feel that way about the Bears. Now, I got them wrong last week, so take this all with a grain of salt. I think – Dan Quinn will have the Cowboys defense fired up and ready to go on fields. I think they know you got to keep him between the tackles a little bit, and they're going to unleash Parsons. Uh, and I think they're pretty good in the secondary. Dak back. Uh, I like the Cowboys winning this one. 24, man. It was nine and a half when I did this. Cowboys 27-14. I wish it was nine and a half. I really yep. do. I could see 20 to 10. It literally a jumped a half. I don't like that. That's all right. Zagura? Cowboys 17 Da Bears, nine. It's a lot of points. I don't think they can score a lot, but Dallas has not been an explosive offense. No, yet. they That's haven't. Been but, there. but they haven't had Dak. I mean, this That's is really two Jack all the way back. I hear you. I hear you. Where did you go? Did you go, boys? I went to the ba- Bears. Bears. Oh, it could be a big moving week for one of us. Oh, boy. They're opposite on a lot. Well, I have a lot of cushion in my innards. You do, yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, one o'clock. This one's a rough one. Teams with potential that just haven't lived up to it. Uh, Las Vegas, 2-4, and 0-3 oh on the road, traveling to New Orleans in the Big Easy to battle the 2-5 and five Saints. I don't think Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry are playing Poor again. Poor Jarvis. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. Does Michael Thomas play? I don't know, play, like, I don't know if he, he got paid and then he never, he's done. That's it. He's yep. done. And he like played pretty well the first two games. He, he like a, touchdown. Didn't, he have, didn't one season doesn't he hold the single season record for most catches in a year in so. NFL history? Like 152 yes. yeah. or something. He was the offensive number. player of the year yeah. in yeah. the national football. Listen, yeah. I've done pretty well. Part of my cushion here that we've built up over the first seven weeks has been betting against the Saints. I will continue to do so. Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Waller's healthy, Renfro's healthy. They're finally at full strength on offense. I like the Raiders here. The Raiders. Twenty eight. Andy Dalton, 12. Is Las Vegas Raiders the greatest relocation nickname still works in the history of sports Colors relocations? Colors still work, everything about it, yes. Every th- single thing about it is equal to, and the same could be said of their time in L.A. or Oakland. It all worked everywhere they yeah. went. Is it just the brand so good? Like, could you take the Raiders and put them in San Antonio and we'd be saying the same thing? Vegas the feels Spurs color. Peak. You know, Vegas no, but, feels like yeah. Perfect. I think it's perfect. Yeah, they crushed it's perfect. it. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah. I might call it second though. I think like the Utah Jazz really captures the spirit of Salt Lake <laughs> yeah, City. So does. I think that one's yeah. good. Or the Los Angeles Lakers. So I go down there for all the lakes. Yeah, yeah. Lake Hollywood. There's a Lake Hollywood though. That's true. Raiders. Huge. All right. Up next, guys. Uh, Miami. Four and three on the season. Tua is back. The Dolphins, despite a, a rough outing, beat Pittsburgh last week. They travel to Detroit, the heart of the Midwest. Sure. To battle the 1-5 Lions. Uh, Bishop. Lions are battered, man. And they've always sucked defensively, man. Man. So, battered offensively, always sucked defensively. That's a bad mix for Tua and the Finns uh, on the turf. They've been getting slumped. I think it continues. I like the Dolphins, 77, the Lions, 5. Zagura. This line does not make any sense to me oh, at it, all. It gets worse. But this one, I'm not even – I'm not. They, they're not going to tempt me here. 
I'm sorry. DLD has been it's been a it's been a rough scene up there in, in the Moda City. The Dolphins waddle Hill waddle on into the end zone and slump them. All right, here's the baffling one. We talked a little bit about it yesterday in our little guess the spread. Uh, the New England Patriots on the road visiting one of the hottest teams in the National Football League and the New York Football Jets, winners of four in a row. Five and two Jets, three and four Patriots, Zagura. The Jets are better than the Patriots. They sure are. And yet, oh boy, the Patriots are favored. No Brees Hall. You've won two games in a row with 100 yards passing. Yep. I don't think Michael Carter or the newly acquired James Robinson are Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to stop them from running the football. They've got very good corners. And I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to run the ball down the Jets' throats. I can't believe it. After what I saw on Monday night. Yeah. Patriots, six. Jets, three. Yeah, I like a lot of what you said there. Um, the one thing that I keep coming back to, though, and I rode this with Baltimore over Tampa Bay, is sometimes at some point we have to get to a point where we understand that these guys aren't what they used to be with Belichick and Brady and been riding that with Brady for a while with Tampa. and gonna, gonna Why didn't it. it work against us, though? Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't make any <laughs> damn sense of that. Uh, I'm with you, though. I have the Patriots winning this one 10-9. Same but different. Different. All right. Well, here's another interesting one for you in terms of a number. Probably the uh, it is the second biggest number of the week. Pukers visiting the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, the battle for Pennsylvania supremacy. Uh, Bishop. Yeah, I this this Eagles team is a juggernaut on their hands, uh, and I think I think Pittsburgh isn't. So I like the Eagles. Rather largely here, thirty-one to fourteen. Eagles are up forty. Oh God! Oh no! Not Kenny Pickett. Nope. Kenny Pickett coming Kenny on Pickett. down. Does he oh, know where the back got, door is with his got hands? Gloves. His got hands are gloves. so small. Can so, he even turn the handle? That's why he's wearing gloves. He's got pickings. Yeah, he's exactly. Got Newmans. Some Newmans, old, Newmans. old school. And Some they're there, cutters. and he looks to the end zone. And Robert Quinn smacks him Let's down. Go. Let's Eagles go. 40. Steelers 0. Let's go. Uh, to the AFC South we go. Is, the, the first place Tennessee Titans at 4-2 and two on the road visiting the 1-4-1 and one Houston Texans. Zagura. Is Tannehill playing? Is yeah, something going on with practiced. Tannehill? He's practiced. I think he came back yesterday. Yeah, he he wasn't out there today. And he's officially questionable I don't for care. week eight. I don't, I'm not overthinking this. Like, this line doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I'm not overthinking Malik this. Willis debut? Yeah. Titans. Ram it. Huge. I'm not, I'm not going to. Hold on. Did you? I'm not going to do the opposite. Why is this so low? It should be bigger. I'm not. Like, some it just doesn't just make any sense. It. Yeah. Did you happen to notice? Did you guys happen to notice that last night they did a promo for the Thursday night game, which next week is Eagles Texans? Yep. And the whole promo was fly Eagles fly. They didn't even reference the Texans in the promo. It was a promo for the Eagles are going to be on Thursday night football. No mention of opponent singing fly Eagles fly like the theme song was playing. And then at the end, you saw the graphic. 
Eagles against Texans next week. I did. As if they didn't exist. Unbelievable advertising. At what point did they think that was going to be a good game? I know you got to put every team on Thursday night. I have no idea. But at what point? I guarantee you. That's going to be a classic Al performance, though. Oh. Yeah. All right. To the NFC we go. A little cross-division matchup. The New York football Giants, 6-1. Back to the West Coast they go. Geno Smith and this first place Seattle Seahawks. No DK Metcalf. No Metcalf in this one, no. Correct. Bishop. No, but it doesn't matter. This is another, this is a, this is a mind-buggling line. Mm -hmm. God, I would never bet this in the real world, ever. I have no. So last week you had a line just like this, and you were adamant, resolute about the G-men. You took them, and it was no problem. I know. But this week you don't feel resolute. It's like how often can you do that? It reminds me of kind of the Falcons thing. Like, can they really beat the spread every week? Yeah. Can they? Gino by four. See, I, I just uh, – Kenneth Walker. I like Kenneth Walker a, a lot. run game, little Gino. No DK Metcalf, though. No bueno. I don't. Know. I don't, know I don't think that's I don't bueno. Know. I don't think that's good. Doesn't feel. Kenneth right. Walker is great. So New York would have gone to Jacksonville, right? Because they yeah. have dogs, and then all the way across the country to Seattle. I don't know. I would never bet this. Seahawks twenty-one, Dreamen twenty. All right, we got ninety seconds. Three Tons games. of times. Forty ers Rams. Little NFC West. Pedro Spumoni. Nerd, watch me drink my coffee. Nerd, Jimmy G's terrible. Nerd, they drop all the passes. Nerd, we're awful. Nerd, Niners are going to win, though. By two. Yep, same. Final game before Pedro, not Pedro, comes to town. Yeah, and by the way, he's supposed to on Friday. I was like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner after you get here on Friday? We were invited to go to his cool dining experience. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know if we're going to make our connection. I don't uh." (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? Ten days. (laughs) <laughs> it's a long time. I'm ready for it. Let's go. We Let's got go. his, we got his all right. floor all set up. He's ready to go. All right. Up next, the the commies visiting the Colts. Yep. And I, I don't know, new quarterback for the Colts. and the, Sam Ellinger the versus Tyler Ooh. Heineke. Boy. Commies win it outright in Indy. Indy's actually one of the worst teams in the league based on where their record is, according to DVOA. I like the commies going in there and winning. It's all crumbling in Indy. Colts win. 22 to 20. So same. Same. But different. Sunday night foosball. Packers, 3-4 and four on the year, visiting the best team in the National Football League, the Buffalo Bills. 5-1. and one. Bills Mafia is probably already doing table slams in the parking are. lot. Josh Allen has played three times on Sunday night football. Not only has he won every time, he's covered every time. This is also, by two and a half points, the largest dog Aaron Rodgers has ever been yes. in his career. Bills win 27-24. It feels like it's just setting up, though, for a complete bloodbath for Vegas. you got to go to break, Smalls. Give us your score. Bills, 90. Oh, Packers, God. zero. Oh, my God. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio. On 850 ESPN Cleveland. If you're headed to the Browns-Bengals game Monday night, stop by the newly renovated Bud Light Balcony Bar inside First Energy Stadium, 630-730. Meet Browns legends and register to win 
one of 50 NFTs for use in Bud Light Survivor Pick'em game. Whoa. Bud Light reminds you to always enjoy it responsibly. I got the Buckeyes beating the Nittany's 34 to 17 or something like that. They're 15.5 point favorites. Non-fungible. I guess. S has 45-17. Do you see what happened to those? That market? Yeah. Yeah. As predicted. Not great. Not great But So it's not real? Huh. Hmm. Hey, look at this on my phone. Oh, can I just pull this up on YouTube? Is this the highlight you're talking about? That's right. Oh, same. Yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, Roll HUD undefeated into the playoffs tonight, hosting Solon. Good oh, my. To, uh, Ian Robb and the boys. Who do we got? Who do you got? Toledo St. John's at our place. Okay. Battle here, kids. Going to be fun. Let's wow. Go, Week one, high school football playoffs underway. To be fair, everybody makes it now. So. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're hosting, that's, then that's a fine. sign of yeah, consequence. That's true. Yeah. Well, and undefeated, too. The yeah. next level. Coming up next, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.